We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. We got Zimmerman and McKeon and Cantor getting ready for another update here in about 27 minutes. Uh, we'll look back on the NBA draft, NHL draft. And I heard Jody Mack talking about the MLB and trying to modernize things in the All-Star game. I will deliver a huge opinion on Major League Baseball in between this potential split franchise between Montreal and Tampa Bay. They look like they're desperate. Oh, I know things are great in Minnesota where they're the first of 50 wins and you look at the Cubs or Pujols in St. Louis. Yeah, there are probably 15 Major League cities where you still think it's America's pastime. But nationally... Television ratings, sports talk, conversation outside of those cities. Like talking about the Cubs on our station, AM670, the score, Mitch Rosen runs that thing in Chicago. It's about the image of baseball. Now, the NFL, they're still the kings. In this debate over the last two minutes of each half and a pass interference rule, I have no issues with it. Oh, it's only for 2019. I'll deliver a huge opinion on that. In the NHL Board of Governors, when you look at Gary Bettman and you hear what people think of him, it may be time to get a new leader. Maybe modernize your leadership in the National Hockey League. I have a huge opinion on that. Oh, and Kyrie Irving doesn't like Boston. He didn't like it there. He didn't like the team. He didn't like this. He he didn't like that the revolution was there. You know, everyone's talking about Kyrie Irving, and we did this last week after the AD trade to the Lakers. Like, this guy's going to come in and be the glue for any franchise. He is part of the problem, and I get he is still one of the best at taking it to the rack, but he's part of the problem at the end of the Cavs' run. He's part of the problem with the Celtics, and now talking about maybe with the Nets, he's going to be your leader? Are are you kidding me? Or or Durant may show up and take a year off as he recovers from the Achilles? Do Do you look at the NBA, and that's why the NBA draft was refreshing And I'm kind of hoping that there's a new generation starting with Zion. Okay, I get LeBron went to Hollywood, AD's quiet. You know, he he wore that shirt, that's all, folks. Yeah, thank you, New Orleans. Thank you, New Orleans. But when I hear Zion talk about his mother, when I look at some of those draft picks in the first round, the sincerity, something that's missing with a ton of current NBA players. Oh, we're getting others in Houston. Oh, uh, Paul and Harden don't get along. My God, you are multimillionaires. You got along in the insurance commercial, didn't you? Because you were getting paid. Oh, man. The National Babysitting Association. You know, I read that story at CBSSports.com as I was preparing for this epic broadcast report Irving had issues with Celtic City of Boston. Really? Oh, we're going to play the race card that everybody in Boston now is a racist? Okay. Oh. Zion, welcome to the association. 
that dude looks like he's going to be just on the court, off the court. And he's humble, he's sincere, nobody's perfect. I hope there's a new generation. You know, yeah, we have stuff. You know, but I, I go back to the 60 Minutes interview this spring. I talked about it on the show. The way the Warriors sat there, 60 Minutes, they were doing a feature on the Warriors. It was maybe just when the NBA playoffs were starting, right? And just the way they looked like CBS was imposing on them. And I, I don't I, – I, I know success can go to your head. I, I, I'm, that's why I do like the Toronto story. You know, Kawhi was supposed to be one of these bad guys, and look – Look what happened there. The National Babysitting Association. All the Lakers are clearing cap space. They're going to get that third big star. Eh, You know what? If they get Kyrie Irving, I think that thing will be a major eight-point basketball quake on the huge Richter scale. They won't get along. It won't work. And he wants to go to Brooklyn or New York, Kyrie Irving. Oh, I get you want to now, you know, uh, stories out there that you didn't like Boston. Oh, what a great way to get accepted in New York, right? You don't like the Patriots. You don't like the Bruins. You don't like the Celtics. You don't like the Red Sox. Chances are you're going to be mayor (laughs) in New York City. Hey, you know what? I don't like Boston. I don't like Clam Chata. I don't like any Kennedy. I don't like uh, UMass. I don't like uh, hockey. (laughs) Uh, I I just think, again, with Kyrie Irving, uh, do you think New Yorkers will buy that the earth is flat? Has, Has anybody flown in a plane? Have you ever thought, like, you know what? When you get the sun rising or a beautiful, clear night, have you ever thought, you know, that earth looks flat? No, I haven't. But it sounds like he's going to sign with the Nets. He doesn't like Boston. In Brooklyn, they're going, hey, are you kidding me? It's like Taz and the Moose on mornings on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to break down Kyrie every day. We love him. He hates Boston. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the National Baby City, or Baby, not City, Babysitting Association, because you give me a lot to talk about. You do. You know, I I do the statewide show in Michigan, and I watch underachievers and and team chemistry nukers like Reggie Jackson. And Andre Drummond. Blake Griffin's a warrior. I love the guy. You know, Kawhi Leonard is one of the better leaders in the league right now. Not not just uh, arguably the best player. I'm talking about a leader. You know, when you read about what he's, you know, said with Kyle Lowry, when you look at, you know, two million people lining, you know, every single Nook and cranny of Toronto, the entire country. Even Oprah, you know, trying to you know, revive her show. Oh, way to go, Raptors. Yeah, I think he said the same thing about the Bulls in Chicago. Way to go, Raptors. 
Wow. I just, you know, you're going to pile on the city of Boston. Why? Because they win? I'm still trying to figure out why people hate Tom Brady. Uh, And those of you that have listened to me for, what, almost five years doing the Saturday Night Huge show here on CBS Sports Radio, I still don't know why anybody has a negative thing to say about Brady. I don't get it. Belichick, what, you know, granted, he'll, he'll wear the loafers without socks. I used to do that maybe around 1987. You hate Brady, why? Why? Oh, because he wins. And I think most people hate Boston because they are a city of winners. Now we have McKeon and we have Zimmerman and Cantor will have the update in a little bit. Guys, uh, and the Yankees are playing great baseball. Yankees could win World Series this year. They really could. You know, I don't think Twins, you know, Astros, I, I think Yankees could be in the World Series. I don't think they're going to beat the Dodgers. But you get to the World Series and four out of seven, you never know. All right, fellas, in New York, uh, last world championship for the city was when? Had to have been, what, 2011 Giants? Think yeah, I'm so. thinking when they beat yeah. the undefeated Patriots, right? Yeah, and then before that was 0-9 Yankees. Yeah, so it looked... So give or take eight to ten years, right? That's why Kyrie, he's good. it's just a setup that he's going to sign. I mean, Brooklyn was, you know, on NBA draft night where they were wheeling and dealing and giving away picks and clearing cap space and for Durant. Durant's not going to hang around. I know last week we talked about, well, you know, they can only offer the max, so they can get creative, give them a max trade, however they're going to do it. Everybody maneuvers around the salary cap. It's like the good teams do it. And it's like the Patriots. They always figure out a way to get it done, right? They figure out a way to get it done. So I guess uh, Kyrie will go to Brooklyn, uh, and then the earth being flat will be announced in Times Square in a big ceremony on the Sci-Fi Channel that New York will declare that the earth is flat. There we go, with Kyrie. So... He'll and the Knicks are telling everybody be patient. So the Knicks have made this guarantee, which I saw at guarantees.com. They promise to be a playoff team by the year 3000, or everybody gets a refund. <laughs> be patient. Hey, how you doing? I'm Taz. I'm Moose, and we're going to be patient for five seconds. Have patience. Oh, my Lord. That's killing me. Now, when I look at the East, and depending on what happens in free agency, and we'll get to this later in the broadcast, if Kawhi leaves Toronto, and I don't think he's going to, but if he does leave, I don't think Milwaukee has shown they don't have enough, not only to win the East, but not win an NBA World Championship. So if I'm Toronto, uh, I, you have a chance to be right there. I still think the Celtics have a a deeper talent roster. And let's see, you know, could they make a push for Kemba? Also, speaking of his old school UConn, I'm telling you, this is coming. 
They're going to go back reportedly and join the Big East. Whether they give up football or they go FCS or however it's going to work, there needs to be and there, there won't be enough money for these smaller schools to field football teams. And, and UConn's a big school in men's basketball, right? Women's basketball, obviously, one of the greatest programs ever, right? There was Summit in Tennessee. But with all these like CBS Sports Network and all these TV networks, what you should do is take FCS, Division II, upper echelon of Division II, and some of these lower-level Division I schools all combine into the FCS and have your own playoffs, and you do a playoff system with 24 teams like they do at FCS and Division II, and you got all these networks, and I'm telling you right now, if UConn is playing football in the FCS and they're taking on Western Michigan in a playoff game, people are when, when you hear the word playoff, you're going to watch it. Fans will show up. Trying to contend with the Power Five, you still can do your cash-the-check games where you can show up and play Auburn or Alabama or Tennessee and make a million bucks. But combined with the upper echelon of Division II, because there's a lot of really strong schools and, and big schools, that are 20, 25,000 students that are in Division II, combined with FCS and then the lower level of D1 programs. You won't have the same cost as the Power Five because it's coming. And UConn's smart. Hey, they want Big East games in Connecticut for women and men. Football isn't, they're not drawing anybody there. College football in New England, who, who's the monster program? Uh, you know, Syracuse, if we can include them in New England. Who's the monster college football program? McKeon, Zimmerman, you guys are back east. Is, is there a monster, you know, Army college football program? No, nah, college football is not big in the northeast here. Which, exactly. Which is disappointing because me personally, I'm, I'm a huge college football fan. But, yeah, I mean, most people up here aren't even, you know, Rarely pay attention to it. It's just not a uh, New York City is just not a college football uh, city. Well, and that's why when the Big Ten added Rutgers, it was it, because they thought they were going to get, you know, the New York TV market and they're going to get interest. And no, I, I, I've always wondered why a school in New York would not start like Hofstra or somebody I would go Division One seriously, because then they could use some of the big stadiums and get the interest. Uh, but so be it. It's just the way it is. And I get that. New York right up through uh, New England. Uh, to the callers online, I'll get to your huge opinions. If you want to join in, uh, 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. And Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Huge Bill Simonson. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 1-855-212-4227, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance at geico.com. McKeon and Zimmerman are back at CBS Sports Radio, New York City. Cantor will have another update here in about seven minutes. First huge question of the night. The NBA. Now, the draft was fabulous. 
Do you think Zion is the beginning of a new era in the NBA? LeBron's not getting any younger. Golden State's banged up. Who knows if they'll return to prominence. Is this the beginning of a new generation that might appreciate what they have? I think it is. Watching that draft, that was the first thing coming to mind in between all the, oh, look at the crawl. Harden and Paul don't get along. Who has James Harden got along with during his NBA career outside of the Kardashians? I welcome the next generation of NBA stars. I really do. I truly, I, Zion, I know some are, well, he's he's not going to be able to dominate. Have you seen his vertical? How many guys are out blocking threes? I know it's D1 basketball, not the NBA. But it's just refreshing. You know, Barrett in New York with the Knicks, you know, have patience. I, you know, Ja talking about his dad pushing him and just, I, I, I like, I like the attitude. I really do. Because I've grown tired. Even after a great spring of NBA playoff action and maybe part of me, uh, even though I picked the Warriors, was rooting for Toronto to win. I love the the Jurassic Parks. I love the two million plus line in the parade route. It it had the feel of it had nationalism to it for Canada. It just had such a you don't see that in the NBA. Yeah, you saw a little bit when Cleveland finally got that world championship and LeBron after you know leaving and the decision and coming back with the new decision and they you know they stormed back. And they steal it and earned it. Kyrie was fabulous. And the earth was round at that time, according to Kyrie. So you tell me, are you ready for the next generation of NBA stars? You can join in. one 855 cbs That's one 855 At Saturday, huge on Twitter, Saturday night, huge show. On Facebook, I there's so much trending right now with huge opinions. I could do an eight-hour show. I may have to ask Zach Gelb, I'm sorry, I have to do eight hours tonight. Let's go to Mike in Milwaukee, right near Lake Michigan. You're on the Saturday night, huge show. Too close to Lake Michigan. It's cold, man. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, uh... I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Yeah, you know, the Big Ten didn't go after Rutgers because they cared about Rutgers. They went out. They went after Rutgers because I went to Penn State. The alumni base is so huge. They draw so many people there that they didn't care if Rutgers was good or not. All all they wanted was the the to give the fans another uh, base, you know, to pull from. Well, and they were thinking also, right, with the Big Ten Network, they were thinking having the number one market and having it, I don't know if it's on all cable systems or satellite systems or, you know, however you get your TV in New York City metro area, but they wanted to have the number one market. And the Big Ten is raking in dough. I think your Penn State, Nittany Lions, Michigan, Michigan State, all the Big Ten schools, I think they their, their share 
from the TV contracts was like $56 million last year. Yeah, and, and not only that, you're right. And not only that, the people that live there. I mean, think about it. Chicago, and we got the number one alumni base in the country almost, you know, as far as people that graduated from those schools. Right. And they're all living in, the, in that city. You know, so it wasn't really about Rutgers. It was about grabbing that market share. But yeah, oh, and, and, and that's a great point, and I appreciate yeah. the call in Milwaukee. Uh, Mike, thanks for listening on this Saturday night. Yeah, when Ohio State plays there, Penn State plays at Rutgers, or Michigan plays at Rutgers, or Michigan State plays at Rutgers, uh, it's a home game for the road team. There is a change coming, and it's necessary, and there are so many – TV networks now that they need to do it. Nothing against the Bahamas Bowl or the Poulan Weed Eater Bowl, if that's still out there. But take schools like UConn and UMass and some Eastern schools, right? Smaller ones, the smaller D1 conferences. You take the upper half of D2, you create a, you know, 85, 100 teams, whatever it is. And they have their own rankings. They have their own playoff. They still have their conference championships. And you have that 2014 playoff, which the NCAA currently runs at what football subdivision, right? Championship, whatever they call it, uh, D2 and D3. So do it. I'm telling you, in December... While we're waiting for, oh, in between conference championship games and you're waiting for the college football playoff and the bowl games, you have these playoff games. Now, the reason it's not going to happen is the same reason why we haven't had the college football playoff expanded, that the good old Boyd Network with these bowl games, which are fueled by TV money. They don't care about fans in the stands. We all see it. Oh, look, no one's showing up and... San Diego for the you know the military bowl. They don't care. The advertiser wants the exposure. They get a Wednesday night all to themselves, and there you go. So the bowl system is keeping college football fans from having at least an eight-team, if not 16-team playoff. And it's keeping the smart move from happening on taking the the non-revenue producing D1 football programs that are on life support and letting them all lower their cost, join the next level beyond the Power 5 schools, and you have your own playoff, and you have your own rankings. And and folks, when you look at your your satellite or your cable system, there are more than enough TV stations and networks to cover it and handle it. A lot to talk about. It will be a busy Saturday night. You want to join us live, 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. Tweet me at Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Time for an update. Once again, here's a talented Seth Cantor. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's huge Bill Simonson. We are back live across North America. We're the only show based on huge opinions, yours and mine. McKeon and Zimmerman, stellar producers back at CBS Sports Radio, New York City. Cantor will have another update here in about 19 minutes on all the late baseball games. Huge opinions on the way on 
the NBA draft, the NHL draft, Gary Bettman. You're the National Hockey League. Do you hear the people? Major League Baseball. I don't like the leadership right now where that sport is going, and I know there are cities where you are baseball crazy like our listeners in Minneapolis or New York City or Boston. I get it. I really do. South side of Chicago, Los Angeles, Houston. But the longevity of Major League Baseball and the state of baseball, huge opinion on that. We'll get to NBA free agency. And an interesting political story that crosses into sports, and maybe you've read about the state of Connecticut and the transgender or transgender identifying male athletes who are tearing it up on girls' track teams. And some girls are upset, and there's the framework for laws that if you're a boy and you identify as a girl, you might be allowed to play on any girl's team, high school and maybe even college. And some of the biggest female athletes in sports, past and present, are saying it could be the downfall of women's athletics. So it's an interesting spin in the full circle on that. Because I agree with Title IX. And as a father of sons and daughters, that at a high school, at a middle school, they deserve equal treatment. I pay my taxes. A boy or girl deserves Equal uniforms, equal you know, transportation, whatever it is. Pay for coaches. I'm all in. You know, there's Title IX at the college level. But the one thing that's been missing is that girls are welcome to join and try out for any boys' teams, but boys haven't been allowed to play on girls' teams. And the answer hasn't been just political all the time. It's been about, well, you know, a boy will just dominate. But then if the girl's good enough to make a boy's team, again, in this world of equality, it's not necessarily something I agree with. You know, I, I wouldn't want a boy joining my daughter's soccer team and taking her spot. Now, again, your your, your sexual identifying path, whatever that is, in high school, you know, I, I don't know if kids know, my kids don't know from week to week what they want to do. I'm not going to go down, this isn't a debate on one's sexual preference or identifying your gender. This is about sports and the true equal opportunity. And it is, it is a growing movement. And I'm telling you what schools are going to do. You know, schools weren't founded to provide sports programs. High schools and colleges were not. I know it's become a huge money stream. And I mentioned, I think Big Ten schools got over 50 million bucks each because of all their TV contracts and their Big Ten network. 56 million. But when you look at high schools, I yeah, some of those private schools. And... You get public schools who are struggling to, you know, have a roof fixed. 
that the day will come where some schools are going to say, we're just not offering sports. Because when you look at all these political missiles and as a school with your lawyers, where do you stand? You know, to me, equality means that a boy and girl get an equal chance and you offer a team of each. Now, if you're 15 and you're identifying yourself as a girl and you're a boy, how, how do you police that at the high school level? How do you do that? I don't know. Again, I'm not, you know, this isn't going to be about bashing someone's sexuality or gender identification. But the, the point is, when you're talking high school sports, I don't think a boy who decides he wants to identify as a girl, sports is not a right. It's an option. It's a privilege, in my mind, to play. And as a father of boys and girls... I don't go back and forth. I, I, I've always said with Title IX, if a girl can try out and play on a boys team, then why can't a boy try out and play on a girls team? So even I'm going not down hypocrisy road, but I'm trying to navigate this and say, okay, where do I really stand on this? Where, what, what is fair to all involved? And that's a rarity in sports to actually kind of think that, okay, what what is a workable solution? And I think it's easy. If you're in high school and you're going through issues of not sure what gender you are, do you even think you're ready to play sports? Now, again, some will say, well, are you saying that people, no, I, you're, you're a kid, there, there's more important issues. If there's a girls' team and a boys' team, to me, that's equality. So if you're going to go down, and this is my point here, if you're going to go down that path that because you identify as a female and you're a male, then you have to let the boys who are straight or identify as a male have the same opportunity to try out for a girls' team. That's where I think Martina Navratilova and others who have spoken out against this equality bill, that they fear that will what schools will have to do. It will be, you know, everybody try out for every team. And what's going to happen? Then the girls aren't going to make the teams, and everybody's going to scream what? Inequality. Discrimination. It's not fair. And these high schools, like colleges, you know, just if you get rid of football, okay, a a case in point of Title IX, and let's say if UConn drops football and the rumor of them returning to the Big East, and I'm not saying they're going to drop football, but it's 85 scholarships. That means under Title IX you have to provide 85 female Athletic scholarships, 85. So by dropping football, 
you're a school like UConn or if it's Eastern Michigan, if it's Utah State, whatever school it is, you can drop 170 scholarships. Wow. That saves a lot of money for a school that's not putting 50,000 people every home Saturday in a stadium or sharing in the riches of a Big Ten Network slash ESPN ABC contract or Fox. That's the reality. So in turn, you're looking at, and this is where I think some of these big names in sports, past and present, who are female, see what could happen. That if football starts to go the other way, because the Title IX attack originally was, well, if you do 85 scholarships for football, we need 85 in women's sports. That's why you'll get a rowing team, and you'll have women's golf, but you won't have men's golf out of school, or you won't have wrestling out of school because you have women's volleyball, whatever it is. And I'm not, I'm not hammering a sport. But the potential here that if schools start dropping football or you get this equality bill, which I'll read later in this broadcast, you have you you could you could see female athletics be eroded, if not eliminated. So you'll have unisex athletics at a school to be safe. You're Schools are run by lawyers. I'm talking high school districts, school districts, colleges. Lawyers will say, all of our sports are open to anybody to try out. Well, then the girls and the women from high school to college have just lost the protection of Title IX. Because then you're going to get the argument of, like in Connecticut, you're going to get the argument of, the boys identifying as females in terms of their gender running track. Now, there are legitimate cases where kids are confused, and I get that. But there are going to be so many people manipulating that system. So many schools, coaches, come on. Have you been around club sports, youth sports? You see the video footage of the seven-year-old Youth baseball game and the parents is having that throwdown from this past week. Lakewood, Colorado, I think it was. So I don't know what the answer will be. I don't know if there's a legal defense that are we provide a boys and a girls, but okay, I you're a 15-year-old track star in the boys team and you feel you want to identify as a girl. So you get to run on the girls' track team, and you're a star. That doesn't seem right, because I don't think sports, in my mind, are a right in America. You have the opportunity to run on that boys' track team. There's nothing that says you have the right to run on the girls' track team because you identify as a girl at the age of 16. For the sake of this conversation, that is a hornet's nest. Because I think most of you will say, yeah, uh, 
Boys Anatomy, you're on the boys team. Girls Anatomy, you're on the girls team. And we have equality and you have protection with Title IX. But where you're at now, especially when it comes to politics, I think you could have unisex teams one day and everybody tries out. That's it. We're going to have one track team. Because, you know, Title IX says you can't discriminate against boys or girls. We're not. We're announcing that tryouts are open for all boys and girls in the Bloomington, Illinois Unified School District. We put it out there on Facebook, Twitter, in the school paper, in the local paper, on local news, and we gave everybody a chance. No matter what gender you identify with, it's open to all boys and girls. I would love to get your feedback on my huge opinion, where you're at on it. You can join us at 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter, Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Like I said, more on the NHL draft, NBA draft, new NFL pass interference rule. And then with the College World Series down to the final two teams with Vanderbilt and Michigan, I will talk about the best sports experience in America when it doesn't include your team. I'll get into that. We have McKeon. We have Zimmerman back in New York City at CBS Sports Radio. Seth Canner will have an update coming up here in just a few moments. It's plain and simple what this show is all about. We're about huge opinions, yours and mine.